What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. up tea drinkers we are back with another episode of the tea with kg i'm your host kaylee grace and i have another amazing guest joining us this week the lovely dov is joining me hi hi thank you so much for joining us i'm so excited to have you yeah i i've been listening to all your podcasts and i have a half an hour drive every day so Perfect. I love that. That's great. (laughs) So we're going to jump right in with the who are you and what do you do? So uh, my name is Deirdre, but I go by D and I'm actually from Miramichi, but my husband and I uh, moved to Alberta in 2014 and I've got two boys, seven and three, and they're born and raised Albertans. (laughs) And I'm a kindergarten teacher, so this is a little bit. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) It must be cute to work with kids that age. They're just so funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They they tell it honestly. Yep, I love that. Kids are so great to connect with because I've always said that. I'm like, they tell it like it is. They're just so, like, keeping it real. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well. Well, I'm really, really happy that Dee is joining us because she's going to be sharing something very uh, close to her heart, a vulnerable story about her experience with raising a sick child. So her child has a rare liver disease, but Dee's going to get into all the info for us. And she's just going to talk about her experience and uh, leave us with some words of wisdom along the way. So we'll dive right in, girl, and you can share with us your amazing story. Yeah, so um, I was pregnant with my second son, which we knew the gender, and during pregnancy, there was a cyst, and so um, they just kept an eye on it, lots of doctor visits, and uh, I did get induced just because of the cyst, but it wasn't getting bigger and it wasn't getting smaller. Um, They didn't seem too concerned with it because it wasn't growing. But when Nolan came out, um, they thought it would be a good idea to remove the cyst. And so, I mean, surgery at six weeks, you know, any surgery, but your baby that young is is scary and you don't really know what to expect. And Mm -hmm. so we went to the Stollery in Edmonton, um, not knowing really anything. and. So when we went, the um, surgeon said it would probably be about four or five hours. And so we brought him down and he had the little Johnny suit and we just bawled. Yeah, of course. And, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. And Uh, how old was he at this 
point? Was it just brand Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. I don't have a human child, but I can just imagine just, I wouldn't want to leave my child like at at any age, but at six weeks, that would be so tough. And of course your hormones, right? You're still postpartum. And so you've got that other side of it. Um, And then luckily my mother was able to come out because yeah. uh, it was a hard move to begin with, moving, you know, across, of course. as you would know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, it was going on five and a half, and I looked at my husband, and I, you know, I just said, I, I don't have a good feeling. He said four mm-hmm. or five hours. Anyway, six hours comes, and he comes, and he says, okay, I, I need you guys to sit down. And I thought, here we go. I just got goosebumps everywhere. Oh, my God. So... Meanwhile, uh, kind of the backstory, we're sharing a room with someone else. You can't see them because there's a curtain. But anyway, so he tells us to sit down and he's just giving us information overload. And I, I don't even know what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, and then he says all his spiel, you know, he said he took the cyst out and underneath the cyst was um, his bile ducts were so thin that the bile wasn't getting through. And so... Um, they had to perform what was called a Kasai. Again, no idea what that was. Um, So I had to look it up again. And that's when they removed the bile ducts and his small intestine is hooked up to his liver. So instead of the normal pathway, it's the small intestine. And then he ends off with saying, um, eventually he'll need a liver transplant. And as soon as he left, I just, I just, lost it and oh I think my God, yeah. and I just you know you think you're going in his sis is going to be removed that's it mm-hmm. and uh I'm telling you it was definitely the hardest day of my life and I oh it took God, me yeah. I mean he's three years old now but it took me a very long time to build up the strength and you know be strong mm-hmm. for him of but wow. so because we thought it was just a cyst, we didn't know that we'd have to stay overnight or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have our bags packed. You know, we had a sibling at home. We didn't anything like that. Yeah, weren't prepared like for this at like, all. Much, no, not at no. all. And then uh, the other thing they don't tell you, in which I didn't know because I'm a teacher and not a nurse or a doctor, yeah. is that when they come out of surgery. And that's the other thing that just made me break down. So they're bringing him back and he's got things everywhere. He's got a thing in his belly, things in like just, and he's swollen. He doesn't even look like himself. Mm -hmm. And so things like that, they don't tell you. And I wish somebody would have said, you know, he's going to be a little bit swollen. He's probably going to have all these cords. Yeah. They they should. They should definitely give you that. Like, like you said too, like, the hormones, just everything, not knowing that all this information just coming at you, like what, what? And then seeing your baby, like not looking this, oh my God, no, that's way too much. They definitely need something in place to prepare you as best they can for that. Exactly. Wow. And then um, after that, we found out for whatever reason, he couldn't eat for hours. And it's like, oh my gosh, how do you so we had to try to like put a soother and oh my gosh, it was just and then no sleep and it was extremely hard. And mm-hmm. then knowing that, you know, this was going to be a journey and a lifelong thing. Yeah. Uh, 
and all the the medications he had to take right away and it's like oh my gosh at the time how am I going to remember to give him all this medicine and yeah excuse me had to have a a feeding tube in his nose and they were trying to train us how to put it in ourselves in case it came out and I told him no I'm making sure he eats I am not taking home with a feeding tube and sure enough he did eat and we didn't have to leave with that (laughs) oh my gosh but uh yeah we were in there for I think two weeks Wow. How old is your, your older child at this time? So he would have been four. Okay. Wow. So young as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, oh, like I said, just, just crazy. And so uh, how did you, you guys, you said you were there at the hospital for two weeks. What did you explain to your son, like your older son? Did you just say like, oh, your brother has some stuff he has to get done? Like, how did you navigate that? Because that's another thing all on its own is you didn't just have one child, you had two. So what did you say to him? I think, so my mother was staying with him in Sylvan, which is about an hour and a half away from Edmonton. And um, I'm not sure if she really explained it well. But as he, as my older son is getting older, because mm-hmm. um, the other part of this biliary atresia is the Kasai he had is like a Band-Aid. So right. because the small intestine is not your normal pathway, bacteria is going to seep up and he's going to get infections and eventually the liver's not going to work. And okay. so every time he gets a fever of 38.5, and there's no warning, by the way. You're not prepared. It's just it just happens. Wow. And we're there for two weeks. And so it really affects the siblings, which I didn't realize how much. Yeah. Where my son, um, emotional anyway, like sensitive kiddo, uh, yeah. you know, nightmares and crying and changing behavior. And, you know, it's all about Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. And, you know, he, he internalizes that. And so trying to make special things for him, but then both parents are with Nolan and yeah, Mm -hmm. he's been having a very hard time with it. And especially that he's getting older. And when we have to go very emotional, whether it affects school. And then I have to just kind of tell his teachers that he's probably going to have a hard day. And yeah, so you're in that world. Um, it's it's hard to understand and totally you think you have it bad but oh my gosh when you go to that pediatric unit it is unbelievably sad the mm. kids there and you get to know the parents and they share their stories and do you oh, find that helpful i feel like like having that community would be so helpful it is, it honestly is very helpful. And um, there is Facebook groups for biliary atresia, mm-hmm. which was good because um, I had a few questions about Nolan's experience and the medication stuff, and they were able to answer. Oh, but, that's great. Yeah. But that being said, as you know, the internet, you do have to be. Cautious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Use your discernment for sure. <laughs> because, you know, you're looking up everything, and then it's like death death and it's like oh okay I know yeah can't look at that you exactly like you can only do so much and it's so hard when you go down that rabbit hole especially you know 
new mother with your baby and not knowing anything about what's going on, like I would be researching everything too. Like I'd be looking for sure. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's so important. Like you're saying about having that community, like I feel in life with anything and everything. And even this podcast itself is a community of sharing our stories. And like, I'm so grateful that you're sharing yours. Cause I know there's going to be someone here this who's going to resonate and it's just how we can help each other, you know? So I love that you brought that up about having that community and hearing their stories. And, you know, I just think that's so important. Yeah. Like, you know, you learn because it's been three years, you learn so much and there's things you wish you would have known or that people would have told you. I mean, even simple things like packing a bag, packing snacks, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very costly and um, a very new appreciation for the Ronald McDonald house. You know, you you see the commercials and you think, oh yeah, what a great cause, but oh my gosh, when you're in it, Mm-hmm. It is un- like, I'll be forever, forever grateful for them. Oh, I love that. That makes my heart happy. Oh, man. What kind they're... of stuff did they do for you guys? So um, it's $10 a day, mm-hmm. which is, that is insane. $10 a day. And that includes meals. Um, they'll have people come in and volunteer to make meals. Um, uh, they have a room and pre-COVID, um, they had like a day with massages or to get wow. your nails done or things for the siblings. They had dogs come in. And oh my God. Wow. Because, um, and again, you start, you get to know people that stay there, right? Because, yeah. you know, there was, um, I just remember vaguely one um, couple was there and um, waiting because I think, I forget what kind of surgery it was, but the surgeon would only come once a month to so they had to stay in case they were called in and it got canceled so they ended up staying there for three months just waiting right and it's like oh my gosh like that's wow like they stayed there for three months straight yes because they had to be prepared right because they lived you know they probably had to take a plane there wow they didn't the surgeon only came in once a month and so like just to hear other people's stories and how resilient they are and Mm. totally wow that is that's wild three whole months what's the longest you guys were there for at one time did you ever have big stints like that or did you get more back and forth so it's usually two weeks two at a time okay the other thing I would tell people is that not to be you know negative or anything but um the doctor so it, it is quite overwhelming I just sorry I just thought of something no, so, no share away this is great at the stollery um they make their rounds the doctors but it's not just one doctor it's the whole team and so, what do you mean by stollery sorry I just sorry. Asked, what is it um, no, okay. <laughs> the um children's um hospital stollery in Edmonton oh. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what's a salary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. It's all good. So when they're making their rounds, it's literally six to 10 people that come wow. and hover over your child. So like the first time it's like, oh my gosh, like this is overwhelming. overwhelming. Everybody's talking yeah. and you're just like, what is going on? You know, they want to know 
the fever, the heart, like everything and mm. asking you questions. And you're like, oh my gosh, like it's big, like six to 10 people, right? That would be a lot. And just so much information and just like the rapid fire, I would be like, I would need notes. My brain would be on overdrive for sure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I've learned that, um, especially finding out his rare disease and not knowing anything about it when you're at doctor visits and whatnot to record it oh smart then you can listen back right because yeah. it literally could be terms that you know i'm not familiar with and I have to look up or mm. i have a bad memory me and, too <laughs> oh lord i couldn't tell you what happened yesterday <laughs> but I, <laughs> why did i come in this room <laughs> like, right? why am i here now no yeah um <laughs> But I think that was really important. And then even for like your family to listen to, because mm, that's even smart. for myself to explain even what it was, you know, you know, I, they drew a picture and they explained it really well. well I had that all recorded mm-hmm. because I can't do justice with it. Right. That's perfect. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that either. And like, like never like for the family, like that's so perfect because even me trying to tell a story about something I'm not super familiar with. I'm like, well, they took this thing and then they did like, it's not the right, it's same as you. I'd be like, I'm not doing this justice. Just look at this. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, they, so what they'll tell you is, well, in my experience, they'll, you don't want to be there. Obviously nobody wants to be there. It's mm-hmm. awful. And you don't get any sleep. And, and so they try to say, okay, you know, he'll probably hear for 10 days. And then it gets closer. And then every time it's like, no, he has to stay. Oh. So it's like, don't get your hopes up. Because then on the 10th day, you're like, okay, I get to go home. And it's like, no, you got to stay Maybe long. Not. Yeah. And it, honestly, saying it now doesn't seem hard. But when you're in it, it mm. just tears you down. Totally. And I feel like that would just be such an emotional experience, probably lack of sleep, maybe not getting enough, you know, proper food, like all those things. I mean, even me just on a normal day, if I don't have my sleep or if I didn't eat, like I get, you know, my emotions get whacked. So having all that stress and all of that and like caring for someone else I find is a totally different feeling. Like it's, you take yourself completely out of it and you're just focused on them. So I commend you for that because it just, so much and I totally and not not that I can relate but I can understand how it would be yeah. mm-hmm. and then um you know all the blood work and pokes and unfortunately Nolan I think because he's a chubby boy which they didn't think <laughs> would be, um he's a hard poke and so there have been times um, where it would literally take, you know, seven times for them to get blood. And I said, no oh, more. And yeah. so you really have to be a strong advocate for your child. And um, so they've done a UV where they can see it. And so that worked, but the IV only stayed in for two to three days where it's supposed okay. to stay for 14. And so they end up doing what's called a pick line. Okay. And so a pick line, um, they do have to put you under. Okay. And not to get into a lot of detail, but it does go right. No, I, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. So explain. it does go, you now nurses would be able to explain it far <laughs> more better than I can. But to my understanding, it, it does go right through your artery, I, I believe. Wow. So can where you- does it go start? I like, think, does it go through, oh, it goes right through yeah. here? Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. We're here. And so with the pick line, there's no way it can come out and they can draw blood from it. Okay. But they don't like doing it because they do have to sedate them. Right. And exactly. That's the other thing that was very emotional is, you know, they're all, no one's all happy and, you know, and then you bring him in the room and now he knows what's going on, right? Because he's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And just knows and uh, when they sedate him like his you know that's when you lose it like he just goes yeah "Yeah, that like I had to leave the room just bawling because yeah it's just even though you know what it's going to happen it's it just does not prepare you at all and I've had to leave yeah so to advocate for that because I mean I don't want him poked 10 times and then the Mm -hmm. IV to come out in two days and then poked again and I mean, he can only stand so much. Like, there's times where we've come home from the hospital and he's got bruises here and here and here. Oh. And, he's had to get Poor an IV Bubba. in his head. I didn't even know you could do that. Wow. I didn't know either. And it's like, oh, wow. my gosh. Like I came back and it's in his head. And I'm like, whoa. I said, was that necessary? Like, oh, my wow. gosh. They couldn't get it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, wow <laughs> the things you learn and it's like not even like you're not even prepared it's just like sprung on you and you just have to ride the wave like that's wild yeah and it's wow. oh my gosh a whole new world like you and then you start thinking okay they don't know what causes it so it's like was it that one subway I ate? because when you're pregnant mm-hmm. you're not supposed to eat processed meat and then you just start right. you know internalizing it and feeling like a bad mom and I think that's normal right because of course you're wondering why him and I think it's one in every 10,000 which is rare but it's not that rare yeah um and so you know with all this going on I did go back on my medication my antidepressants and anxiety yeah Yeah. um you know I've been on those for years and kind of stopped and Mm -hmm. tried different methods but I mean you knew you needed so, it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I've been on antidepressants before as well. And it got to the point, I was like, nothing else I'm doing is working. Because, yeah. you know, I I prefer if I can to do it more natural. But I was at that point where I was like, you know what? It's it's not working. I need to reset. And, you know, eventually I could go off of them, which is great. But I am all for it. If you need to do that to function, you have to. Because, like, you can't yeah. be in that red state of your mental health all the time or you can't process and like you were dealing with so much stuff like that would just make it so much worse because like when you're feeling those things it just amplifies other things and it just yeah so I totally do not blame you I was going to ask you that I was going to say like what are some things that you did to help you not not uh, internalize that guilt and not feel shame around that because like did you have anything that you did your mindset I guess is a better way to put that so I did try therapy but um, yeah. I remember you talking on an episode about this before oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I and I mean I think I've seen uh five different people but I still haven't found the right person the one me. I yeah. totally get it and that's a hard process in itself because like going to a therapist and bearing your soul mm-hmm. to them is so emotional so draining you're so I always sleep so good after because I've had so much emotional release but 
when you have to then re-explain that story to another one and another one, it gets tough. So I totally understand how that feels because you need the right one. It has to be the right vibe, I believe, for it to be the most beneficial. Yeah, no, totally. And then, um, so initially, um, when he does get that fever, you have to take him into emergency. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, like I said about to advocate, is that um, you really need to emphasize that he needs to get seen right away and how mm-hmm. detrimental it is. And so, um, and then he has to get certain blood work. And so I assumed that because it's on his file that he has biliary atresia, that it's common sense that you have to test his bilirubin levels. Right. And anyway, my husband had taken him one time and, oh my gosh, he was just so docile and sleepy and like very hot and he was just not himself. Not himself. So we knew it was something. We knew it wasn't just, you know, he has the flu or he's sick. We knew it had to do with his liver. And so they took blood tests and came back. Oh, hi. <laughs> here he is. Everybody, Benson is here. <laughs> Making his appearance. <laughs> yeah, he'll just sit here while you talk now. <laughs> right? um, so, yeah, they took his blood work and came back and said, uh, nope, everything looks good. It must be just a viral infection, which means like the flu or something. Right. So Evan's like, okay. So we took him home and he's getting worse and worse. So we took him again and I said, you know what? We're taking him right to the stallery. We're not taking him to this other place. Mm-hmm. And so they took him to the stallery and they, the doctor saw us and he said, um, how come no one tested his bilirubin levels? And I said, what do you mean? Well, when they did blood work, they didn't test this to see if he had what's called cholangitis, the infection of intestine going up like this okay okay yes and I said what and so then I was mad so then like there's periods of being sad and there's periods of like mama bear (laughs) mama bear activated (laughs) yeah I I could not believe it I could not believe it and so now knowing that now it's like okay lesson learned make sure they test everything because if we hadn't gone back, I mean, who knows what would have happened, right? Yeah. Scary. Totally. And like, again, like, I mean, it, it's awful that that even had to happen. But I love your approach because you're like, okay, learning opportunity, let's go. So that's like so key that you approach things like that. Because I think one, it helps, you, like you said, it helps you learn how to move forward better and just be more, like you said, you can advocate for your child better because you know, you're like, no, no you need to check this too (laughs) yes yeah so important and then um previously talking about the medication when you first hear okay he's got to take initially it was three or four in the morning and then two at the end of the day it's like oh my gosh like how am I going to remember this yeah because you're just so overwhelmed with everything but it does I remember my mom saying, you know, it's just going to be a routine. It's just going to be a routine. It happens every day. And she was so right. Yeah. And, you know, there was one odd time where we would miss it. And, oh, my gosh, we'd feel so guilty. But you're just so busy in the morning, right? Yeah, totally. um, So, yeah, there there is an app in case anyone does take medication. And it's called Round. Okay, cool. And uh, 
you can put what medications you're taking and when you want them to take it and it will alert you. Nice. And so that has really helped because um, mm-hmm. on my Apple Watch, it will, you know, beep and I'll say, you know, call my husband. Okay, did you remember? Like we just, we yeah. don't get annoyed with each other because it can get annoying. Like, you, yes, I remember. But, <laughs> you know, you got to be, you, if he doesn't Diligent. take it. Then, yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's perfect. That's amazing. That's a really good tip. Is is this app, even if it's like, I don't know, if you just take vitamins and stuff, can you Earth put that kind of thing? Vitamins. Oh, sweet. Earth. Everything. Yeah. Cool. So this yeah. can benefit everyone. Totally. <laughs> round. I like that. The round yeah. app. Yeah. Okay. And it's cool. free. Even better. That is even better. We like that. That's great. Yeah. I'm not endorsed. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I will be now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, that's a great tip. Like, cause especially in our world today, I just feel like we're so go, 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 go. Everybody's so busy. Totally. It can, it could slip your mind or, you know, it, and of course, yes, it is your routine, but life is life. We all have those days, those off days. So that's yeah. a great tip. Yeah. Like even for me taking iron pills. Yeah. Right. You get so busy. And then like, I take them at night mm-hmm. and I, you know, there's some nights where I'm just drained yeah. And then I'm laying in bed and it's going beep beep. I'm like, oh man, so get <laughs> up and get my glass of water. But like honestly, like I said, I'm so forgetful in my memory, right? Yeah. So it truly it's does helpful. help. Oh, for sure. And it like even if I was in bed and I was like just like, oh, I don't want to get up, but if the beeping kept happening, I'd be like, Okay, just do it, just get up. <laughs> right. It's like when you have to remove your makeup and you're like, Oh, yes. <laughs> they should have an app for that right hey you can put just on that got a new genius idea there we go yeah <laughs> take totally. your makeup off yeah so his medication is they have to compound it and okay. so to my knowledge it's what that means is kind of like the chemist the compounder has to mix all these things okay and so now, his medication, and it's different every city you live in, depending on how they make it, but one of his medications only lasts two weeks, and you get so busy that you forget, and if he doesn't take it, then he's right in the hospital, like even one one dose, and so, you know, make sure you talk with the pharmacist and come up with a plan, mm. and, you know, I t- told them, you know, please put in your system somewhere that it has to be filled every two weeks Yeah. because the pharmacy here, they don't compound on the weekends. So that's tough because Mm -hmm. if we forget and all of a sudden it's Saturday, what do we do? Get it. Yeah. And um, there was some things that you had to advocate for that too, that got pretty messy to get your prescription filled in that really yes, there was a lot of miscommunication oh wow uh, yeah a lot of miscommunication where uh one person said no we don't do that two week thing and I said well I was talking to somebody and anyway it was that's the other thing that was very upsetting because it's not about you and I arguing it's about this little boy who exactly exactly threatened not to make it and like uh, what oh yeah oh my okay that's not cool that's to me that sounds super unethical I don't like that right Mm. yes and so um that's been a hard road yeah extremely hard road 
And again, you, you know, you do have to stand up for your son, for your child Mm -hmm. and, you know, not to be, um, rude or anything, but, you know, to put the point across, if that makes sense. Right. Be firm or like stand your ground. Like not to be a bitch or anything, but to really, you know, this is important and it it needs Mm -hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, it's like that mama bear, like, again, don't have a human, but even with my dog, I'm like, if someone tried to hurt him, it would not be a good scene. <laughs> like, it would yeah. not be good. So yeah. I can only imagine just, you know, you're looking after your baby and you're just wanting to make sure he stays healthy and stays alive and doesn't go in the hospital and all these things. Yeah. yeah. To me, if I were in that industry, I would want to work with people like that. Like you would think that's why they're, I I have friends who are, and they're beautiful at their job. And I know Mm -hmm. they would be accommodating to something like that for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, That was very hard. Yeah. Um, But now we're used to it. And the older he gets, you know, the more he needs. And at first it was a nightmare giving it to him because he wasn't Mm -hmm. used to it. And now you say, okay, time for medicine. And his mouth just goes. <laughs> He's ready. Or sometimes he'll ask for it. And it's like, what? Like, Does mouth? it taste good? No. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, so now, like, before the struggle was real. Like, it was a pain to get him to take it. And he would spit it out. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can't be but now he just opens his mouth like nothing. Just takes like, like a little a- bird. He's like, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mouth wide open. Uh, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. That it's nice the progression happened. I guess that would be a good tip is like don't give up. It will get better. (laughs) Yeah. And and don't forget because you know that's why I mentioned that app because man, people are so busy nowadays, right? That's right. Yeah, this world is nuts at times, and there's always so much uh, stimulation with our phones and internet, TV, all these things. So. We definitely need those reminders. And then, you know, I often think of the future and I think, okay, we've got a good grasp on remembering, but then I worry as he gets older, you know, in Alberta, it's 18 when they can drink and whatever I'm worried about, is he going to remember? And I'm probably going to be that mom that calls, (laughs) right? Did you take your medicine? Yes, mom. Just checking. Right? Yeah. I have a question. Um, with this disease, is it like um I don't wanna be I'm not trying to be morbid in any way, but is there like an age that like or do they just live their life as normal? They just need to remember to take their medicine. Or is there like an age that they live until I I don't want that to sound morbid in any way, but I'm just curious. No, that's a great question. So um luckily if they find out you have biliary atresia and you're young enough, I believe, um, don't quote me, but at least if they're 10 weeks or younger and they have the mm-hmm. Kasai done, then that's hopeful. Okay. Because that's like the Band-Aid, right? That will right. prolong getting a, a liver transplant. And because he was six weeks, it was, it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Because mm-hmm. had he not had that cyst, I mean, who knows how long we would have known. That's right. Because, uh, sorry, I'm just thinking of stuff now. He was jaundiced, but we okay. thought, okay, well, some babies are jaundiced. That's right. But yeah. That's a sign. And then his stool was pale. Okay. That's another sign. And I thought, oh, it's probably just my breast milk because I don't know. 
but that's yeah. another sign. And so, you know, looking back, it's like, man, you don't realize the signs. And so mm-hmm. even for someone at home thinking, man, like they're very jaundiced, their stool's pale, like you just never know. Cause who would have thought? That's right. Yeah, exactly. So because he got it so young, um, the more cases of cholangitis he gets, that's a sign his liver's not doing well. Okay. But knock on wood, it's a it used to be three times a year and now it's kind of gone to two, which is crazy. Okay. Um yeah. so they say usually between two to 14 is kind of when they do have that liver transplant. Okay. And so then I, they can like, it's like they're a normal, atypical person. They can play wow. sports, anything. And if you wow. looked at him, you would never know, mm-hmm. never know. And he's so resilient. Like he's going to be our tough kid. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Don't tease him or push him around (laughs) because he's a tough one. (laughs) He's going to be the one I'm getting phone calls from school. (laughs) Yeah, it makes him tough, I tell you. For sure. From a very young age, resilient and tough. Wow. Wow. Because uh, him and his brother, you know, wrestle as boys do. Mm -hmm. And it's usually Nolan that's... (laughs) taken over and it's like come on like he's three and you're seven get up come on yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny um I don't know if you mentioned this did he have his transplant or or is that something no. that... so that's the other thing he's not even on the list and okay. he won't be on the list unless it's a dire need oh that's works, how that huh? works okay. but what I learned is that the liver is almost a good thing because more so than not, you only need a piece of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if someone were to give their liver, they don't have to give the whole thing. Oh. The time, they can just take a piece of it. Cool. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So many things you learn, right? Right? Yeah. I learned a lot. I'm like, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think he has a, a rare blood type. I don't remember what it is. Is it O positive or O negative? I, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I, I tend not to think about it because when that does happen, it's a minimum of three months that we're going to be in Edmonton. And that's going to be a long road. Yeah. But definitely. Just try to stay positive and like he's scootering, he's falling, scrape, like he's just. You know, <laughs> I like that okay. he just, minus having to take his medicine, he lives life as a normal kid. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, you would never know. He just has, you know, the scar that goes right across his belly, but. Yeah, but yeah. that's it. Oh, that's so good. That's so nice to hear that after everything you've been through already, he's just living life, loving it. Like, and that's oh, what's dancing, most important. yeah. <laughs> dancing, yeah singing and his favorite word is butt crack and (laughs) you know there's still some things we have to teach him but (laughs) that's so funny oh my god but like that he's just living life like loving life like I think that's amazing so it's just like you know any any of us I think should relate to that like I've always said you can learn a lot from kids and animals but especially your child like no matter what cards you're dealt, it's what you make of it. And he's clearly making the most of it. He's like, all right, let's do this. I think that's you know great. 
That is such a good point. That is such yeah. a good point. Yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, we, uh, uh, this is about a couple months ago. Um, my husband was just, I don't know if he was, look. sometimes we look at our kids, like you, you'll, maybe you look at your dog, <laughs> like you just stare at them. Oh, they're just so sweet, especially when they're sleeping, right? Because they're just <laughs> yeah. so calm and quiet. But anyway, he was um, looking at him and well, he has a patch of hair gone. And we were watching it, and it was getting bigger and bigger, like a bald spot. Right. So anyway, we took him to the doctor, and, well, he has alopecia. Really? Yes. And so Is that I like figured, a side effect, or it's just on its own? I guess it has nothing to do with his liver. And I'm like, wow. oh. <laughs> but you, he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I got a little bald spot here. Like, he, you know. But. He rocks it. <laughs> he rocks it. He's got like a little mohawk haircut and yeah. I love that. <laughs> but I think if he was older, school age, like kids can be mean. Yeah. Then it might affect them. And that's that's the whole other side of things, right? I mean, luckily, yeah. Nolan, it's internal and not external. But for them to be an advocate for themselves too, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's such a great point. I love that. Like what kind of stuff do you tell him? Like when, does he ask questions about any of his disease or? No, like I think luckily it's, it's inside. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. I don't, am I explaining that right? Like, yeah, it's not a disease where you can physically, you know, yes. Or that he can be made fun of, I guess, except maybe when he gets older, the scar, but you know, we can say, oh, you were in a battle, you know, just make something fun. Oh, up. yes. And everybody gets scars from staff. So that's not a yes. big deal. Does it, does he realize that I am, he, I don't want to say he's different or whatever, but does he realize that at this age yet? Or does he just take his medicine and go on about his day? Yeah. I don't think, yeah. you know, <laughs> I think even um, Jet doesn't totally understand it because when he gets sick, you know, he'll cry and say, I don't want him to get needles. And but now he's scared of needles and he's scared of the doctor. And it's unfortunate mm. because, you know, with COVID and having to go to the, anyway, it's, it's unfortunate, but they, they do feel it. And, um, I remember my mom sending me, um, little stories about how to help siblings and stuff. And that's so important Yeah, because yeah. you're so focused totally. on the child who's sick and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this poor this poor child is needing some love too, right? And that connection. Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, that's so good that you had those stories, like, to inspire and to maybe give you different ideas. Like, do you find um, the way that you split your time, like, do you guys do a lot of stuff all together or do you do things separately? Like, how do you make sure he feels the love too? So... I know when um, he does go to the hospital, now we've kind of gotten comfortable with it where only one of us will try to go. Right. And so we'll do, you know, dates where we build Lego or he loves to go to the right. skate or go to the skate park and just that even one-on-one. Yeah, totally. And like, that's it, right? Just the one-on-one time. is That's it. Yep. I can even remember as a kid, just like, the littlest things I'd remember like going to the post office with your parents or your mom or your dad or whatever like the silliest little things but you remember that stuff yeah and pre-covid um 
the Stollery Hospital has this huge playroom. And so siblings were allowed to go in. And so that was nice for Jet because then he could see his yeah. brother. And But it hasn't opened yet. So hopefully things will change. Hopefully soon, kind of yeah. Soon, right? Oh, Especially yeah, ones that sure. have no choice. They've got, they've got to bring their other kids. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely need that to open back up. I feel like it's time now. I'm like, okay, yes. open that up again. <laughs> yeah. We need it now. But the other thing I want to mention was um, my where I work. They are unbelievably supportive. And, oh, that's you so know, good. I know some people, depending on their personality, like I'm definitely an extrovert, where <laughs> I don't mind sharing and telling my story. And so, you know, a lot of people know. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm away, they will text me, is Nolan okay? Or mm-hmm. if we're gone, like they'll send, you know, care pack, like they're just unbelievably that's so supportive. nice. Unbelievable. Oh my God. I think that's so important. Cause like your work family, you're with them a lot of your time. And just to have that support, not only from your friends and family outside, but that work family. I love that. That's so nice. And it must just, you must just feel so supported and safe and like just loved. I think that's great. Yeah. I think it really puts things into perspective. Like, you know, even something as simple as a text message or a card. And then you think, okay, if someone else is going through something, I can be there for them by asking, how are they? And you don't realize how important that is to you when you receive it. If that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Like, I totally get that. Like, especially, you know, you're going through stuff and just, it's just thoughtful, you know, just have someone reach out, just a couple words. That's all it takes. Doesn't have to be a whole big thing, but it just, it still feels nice. You know, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Oh, so sweet. I'm a, I'm a note taker. I'm old school. I I also, I also have a piece of paper. I like to write it as well. I, uh, my, my phone notes are for some things. What's that? Maybe that's the she talker. Maybe it's just what I feel. <laughs> it could be. It feels good to write stuff. I even like old journal sometimes, just like feelings, and I have to write it. It's not the same if I type. My phone notes is for like errands, like, okay, I have to go do this, this, this. But the paper is different. Totally. Yeah. Did you have uh, any uh, final words of wisdom for us? Or I don't want to miss anything. So you have lots of great stuff. Yeah, I think. Um... The overall thing is that you're going to be okay. It, you know, you're going to have ups and downs where it it feels like a nightmare and you feel like you're stuck and you just don't know what to do with yourself and all you can do is cry, but it will get better and you're going to get out of that, that tough part. And um, the other thing is definitely to advocate, even if you are a quiet person and you don't like to speak up or you think you're bothering people, you you need to speak up for your child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to stand up for them because you're their voice. That's right. And, you know, you just got to do it. No matter if you seem like you're being overstepping, because I find personally doctors can be very intimidating. It's almost like mm-hmm. going to the principal's office, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. like... There was a few times where like I had to voice my opinion and like the nerves and I'm shaking, but if you don't, I mean you're doing it for your child, right? And so 
like I said, even if you're an introvert and you don't like to speak out, like I like to speak out, so I don't mind doing it at all. <laughs> but, uh, that's so important, so important. And I think it it probably would come naturally in a way, like a mother instinct, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because like it's just like something else takes over because you know it's for your baby. Yeah, I think exactly. that would for sure. No, oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I feel like I learned so much and got to like yeah. see uh, into something that I've never experienced. And, you know, I think this is just so important to share these stories. And I know there's going to be someone out there listening who can resonate with this. And uh, also, too, we'll plug in your social media if you'd like. If anyone has resonated with what Dia has had to say today, um, you can connect with her if you'd like. You can give us how they can reach you. Yeah. Isn't that awful? I have to look it up. <laughs> this is what happens when you turn 35. Oh, my gosh. It's like the kindergarten kids are teaching me now. I feel oh like my, my god. Mom... The kids with the technology though, they they're on another level. Right? <laughs> um so it's Mrs. D Kathleen. Perfect. Pretty and nice. I'll have all of it linked as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be in the description box. If you're listening podcast, it'll be like I know you probably see my Instagram too. She'll she'll be tagged everywhere. There won't be any trouble finding her. Uh, and she'll be tagged in all my Instagram stories as well. So yeah, if you want to chat with her, she's right there. And I open to share, obviously she'll open to sharing and had great words of wisdom and tips today. Just because like, this is not something you planned for. Oh my so, God. It, it was, like I said, the cyst, that's all we thought it was. And then bam, hits you right in the face. Yeah. And yeah. like, there's no preparation, nothing. So oh to hear goodness. these stories and at least have like, you know, a few tips in mind, then if something does happen, you're like, not completely flailing in the wind, you're like, okay, we got this, we can problem solve. There's like, I keep thinking about that, the round app, like that alone for anybody listening, so good. But I just love everything you shared with everyone today. So I just want to really thank you because I know too, it's a, it's very close to your heart. And it's a vulnerable story. So I appreciate you being open with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I was very excited. Of course. Yay, of course. No, we love having you. Oh, it's been so, so good. Um, So that's our tea time for today, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like this video. It'll help build our community even more. If you're listening via podcast, give us a rating. And yeah, you'll be able to connect with Dee over on Instagram if you uh, resonated with her today. So thank you so much again, and we will see you next time. Bye.